Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates, 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday, 13th day of October 2022. My name is Nick. Hey, there's Big J. Here I am. We are ready for another day, ready for another code word coming your way at 9 o'clock or a little bit after, I should say, just to make sure everybody's on the same page. These things usually fall between 7 and 10 minutes after the hour, as I have done my investigating, as I'm sure you have as well. But we want to draw another $1,000 winner, and it could be you, so you got to get in on the code word that's happening. And a little bit after 9 o'clock with inflation retaliation. Of course, we also have some tickets to the Sold Out I Prevail show, which is coming up on the 1st of November. That's just a couple of weeks away. So we want to make sure you're taken care of there. Big J has a nerd alert for you, focusing on the world of gaming and technology. Yeah. And, of course, other cool things are going on as we move forward. Big J, as we hit the midway mark of October, how say you? Starting to get back in the swing of things. I, I can't believe, though, it is the mid of, mid of October already. Like, what, crazy, man. What does it feel like to you? Like, 80-degree uh, days, which is weird. No, I meant, like, from a time frame standpoint. Oh, I just think this month has gone by really fast. Uh, it has. And usually, if I remember correctly, you used to dread the month of October. Yeah, it, it really, I did. I did. And I don't know if that was just me being bleak or if I really seemed to struggle in October, but... I seem to be past that. Look at that. So I I embrace October. Over the hill. Now you are all about it, which is nice. How does the home remodel go? (laughs) Uh, Well, good. There's no more carpet in uh, in that room. Uh And so uh, today, uh, the wife, uh, when she gets up, she's going to get the flooring. And then uh, I would say probably by this weekend, we'll have that thing squared away. You say we, but how much have you done? None, None of it. But I ha- I don't have a chance to. Listen, you know Kylie. There's sure. no waiting, doing anything. There's go. No, I know. But so, it, it's and, also and probably it, pretty low on your I, things I want to help thing, out with. I can't. There's, what am I going to do? I don't know. I'm only going to injure myself further. Like, I've got That's a bad fair. back. That's I fair. can't I can't get down on my hands and knees and do stuff. I just, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's no expectation for me to do a lot. That must feel pretty good, though, right? No. Zero expectations? No, it doesn't feel good at all. It's actually worse. Uh, but you will power through that, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, I'll contribute one way or another. I'll feed everybody or something. That's good. That's something. That's feeding the team. That's what we're going to do with some jams this morning here on The Morning After. As we get started, let's get some Smashing Pumpkins on the radio here to kick things off on 100.3 The X Rocks. With Nick and Big J. We are looking at 11 years of the Tree Fort Festival. I don't think you and I have ever talked about it. Have you ever gone and actually checked out an act? Uh, homosexual, yeah. right? Yeah, homosexual. There's been some somewhat, some of those before that. Yeah, so. I, I, I tend to, when Tree Fort comes to town, I also find myself in the smaller kind of venues, checking out some of the side acts. For sure. It happens. But, you know, obviously the, the big draw is the big main stage. 
out at uh, Tree Fort, and for the last, I don't know, since the beginning of time, the uh, parking lot outside the Oahi is where they end up putting up the main stage there, which is across the street uh, by Grove, or across the street from Grove and 12th Street, but that whole area now is under construction because it's about to become a boutique hotel and apartment complex, and so everybody is wondering, okay, for Tree Fort 11, where are you going to put the main stage? And they made an announcement that when it happens in March of next year, the main stage will be at uh, Julia Davis Park, and that's where it's going to be going forward as well. I don't think it's going to be the new band shell because the band shell is just not big enough, really, when you break it down uh, and doesn't have everything that they need. So I don't know where it's going to be, but that's where it's going to go. As they started to look for a place that tried to make logistic sense about making sure there's enough room for everybody, making sure there's enough parking in and around the area, and making sure they can, you know, close streets to get people to where they need to go, and they settled the final location of Julia Davis Park. So, moving forward, that's where the Tree Fort main stage will be. Of course, you'll still have the side and smaller venues that do their thing, but if you're looking for the main acts, that's where you'll find them going forward. Which makes things... I don't know, I guess kind of easier. Always going down around that particular area that time of year and trying to find a place to permanently set up or park or whatever was kind of a pain in the tail. Julia Davis Park has a little bit more room for mass quantities of people. Yeah, for quantities of people, not for parking, though. No, 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 <laughs> so, no not for parking. Yeah, you still have to fi- but I think everybody's been down to Julia Davis Park enough to know there's places they can go where they should go. Yeah, but it's centrally located near downtown, so it really does make sense, and uh, it is a large enough park where you can support. I mean, look, when we used to have the River Festival, that's where a lot of the big stages were. And mm-hmm. So it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be nice. Makes sense. And so that's where it is going forward beginning in March. Braves beat the Phillies last night 3 to nothing to even up that series at one game apiece. Padres over the Dodgers 5-3 to three to also even up that series at one game apiece. Odell Beckham Jr. says he's not exactly happy about the offer he was getting from the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, he went to Twitter yesterday to complain about being lowballed by the team. So Sean McVay quickly uh, publicly said that he's a big fan. He doesn't think it's the final number. He doesn't know any of the numbers, but he loves Odell and would like to see him back. And he said some players would as well. Uh, but they have a hard enough time stop. getting the ball to any other buddy, anybody yeah. else on the side of Cooper Cup. Stop messing around. This is the dude that came in and helped you win a Super Bowl, idiots. Well, he's he's not ready to come back yet. No, he's he? not. But why let him go to anywhere else? Because once he gets healed up, it'll be prime time for somebody to pluck him to uh, go and uh, help them win a Super Bowl. Make a run. Oh, maybe. Who knows? I mean, I would argue that it was more Von Miller than it was Odell Beckham that helped the Rams win the I Super Bowl. I think you needed one on both sides. Uh, but it's so it, the ball. Well, so. listen, he he. Had Definitely. a fantastic first half until he got injured in the Super Bowl. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Beckham played his tail off, for sure. He certainly did assist them in the Super Bowl run, no doubt. Uh, famously, Joe Manganiello is a Dungeons & Dragons fan, and he is going to make a documentary about the said game. According to Variety, the film is billed as the definitive documentary feature about the world's greatest role-playing game. It is timed into the 50th anniversary of D&D, which hits in 2024. Has nothing to do with the actual narrative film Dungeons & Dragons, which is already done and getting ready to be released. This is more of a documentary about the game itself and the game proper. So if you're super nerdy about this stuff, you may be looking forward to that. And it's hard to believe that Dungeons & Dragons has been around for 50 years as well which makes me feel fairly old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, hey, we got in on the ground floor. Big J, how does that feel? Good, uh, we did? Yeah, well, I mean, if you played in the 80s, that's the pretty early on in the not, Dungeon Dragons. I was, uh, 
You never did? Well, I grew up uh, in a lot of people telling me that uh, Dungeons and Dragons was uh, the way into the cult and oh, uh, satanic. Gotcha. Like you see in Stranger Things. Yes, people yes. People very scared about that. You know, that. it's so funny you mention that because with a lot of that, I, I really related to that because as a kid, I really, you know, that was the thing. Like people wanted to draw, when I grew up, the religious folks that I, I was around, they wanted to draw upon that as it's uh, evil and, and stuff like that. And the I'm satanic like, panic. I really, I really felt like it was like that until you grow up and realize that's absurd. Yeah, of course. It's absurd. Yeah, yeah. You should make that realization about a lot of things as you grow up. But you know, and that's the thing is, some people do, and then some people don't. Right, right. No, they double down and get really into it and carry on that incredibly crazy torch. But hey, listen, if you're a fan, just know documentary coming your way, officially telling the story coming up in 2024. That is falling in reverse. Voices in my head here on 100.3, the X Rocks. Big J, I'm going to ask you a question that you probably haven't really attached a number to, so it may be tough to answer. But 10 billion. If you had to guess, how many hours in a week do you spend focusing on your personal hygiene? I.e., hair care, skin care, showering, cleaning, etc. Yourself. Not enough. Why do you say that? <laughs> Just because I, I, we've had this discussion before. I, I feel like I need to do more, but I don't know. I mean, four hours? Okay. Uh, you are well below the average. Who breaks gentleman. it down into hours? Well, it would be uh, a survey by the good people over at Old Spice, Big G. I'm sure you're familiar. Oh, God. They wanted to ask, uh, you know, how many, uh, what is the difference between men and women when it comes to personal hygiene and care? And the, the answer became uh, men are significantly spending less time as a whole than women on their personal hygiene. Uh, but, Big J, you're more than half below what the average man spends on their daily hygiene. Uh, they're at about nine hours a week. Women enter about 13. Uh, and 85% of women say at some point in their life they dated or went out with or were married to somebody that they weren't exactly pleased with their hygiene routine, meaning they thought parts of them stunk and they needed to do some work on it. So that's probably something that you need to know. If 85% of people involved with gentlemen in some way say, you know what, they don't smell that great, we've got work to do. Now, I always want you to keep in mind where the survey is coming from. Old Spice, uh, you know, definitely wants you to buy yeah, more Old Spice. <laughs> like, listen, we have some products that can help you guys. Right. But the numbers are certainly interesting. Uh, basically, 57% of all women say they have an overall plan for their hygiene, meaning they know what they do on a daily routine to make sure they do and they keep up with it. Where at about 12% of men do the same thing. Uh, on average, they're uh, putting about an hour into caring for their oral hygiene on the women's side of things, whereas dudes are at like 35 minutes. So we got some work to do. Uh, basically, is my point. We talk about how men are gross and how men stink, and now we have the numbers to prove it. We probably need to do a little bit better. Curiously, the one thing where we're both the same, post-intimacy hygiene, Big J. 73% yeah, of alone. people no, that is, that is, uh, use the bathroom immediately afterwards, which is a good thing in case you're curious. And also two-thirds change into clean clothing so they're not laying in their own funk. Listen, you don't get Sex Panther by washing it off. You understand? Uh, you gotta let it just kind of uh you're looking marinate. for the word marinate and i don't like that when it comes to that kind of stuff i'm sure <laughs> the wife doesn't either morning People after are thrown up in their car With right Nick now and <laughs> big j everybody do better clean up we got nerd alert next on the x rocks yes. <laughs> 
in tech and gaming. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Are you ready for the metaverse? Well, Mark Zuckerberg wants you to be, and uh, he had a uh, they had a big reveal here on Tuesday. Uh, the Meta, uh, Meta and Mark Zuckerberg revealed the new virtual reality headset dubbed the MetaQuest Pro, which will cost fifteen hundred dollars and start shipping out on October twenty fifth. That's a that's a lot of money, friends. Uh, the new headset contains some mixed reality features that can blend elements of the virtual world with the physical world. And Zuckerberg has touted that as an important feature in the creation of the metaverse, which refers to digital worlds that people can access via VR and AR headsets. The new headset costs uh, $1,100 more than MetaQuest 2 headset and contains new technologies like an advanced mobile Snapdragon computer chip developed with Qualcomm that helps the device produce more advanced graphics. The Quest Pro also has an improved touch controllers that contain embedded sensors, allowing you for better hand tracking and new lenses for improved experiences. And looking at it, I mean, it is a lot sharper and it seems to be a, le- a lot less bulky, but $1,500 is uh, a gargantuan price for that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, that's not going to get, you know, much play for most people who are interested in VR stuff, really, to begin with. Have you dabbled in the metaverse at all, whatever the hell he wants to call it? Well, I I mean, I don't know, like... the. I don't know the serious metaverse other than what they, you know, have on uh, the, the Quest Oculus 2, uh, which is there. So, no, not really yeah. um, creating their avatars and things like that. And, and there's a real push uh, for them to uh, have this space that they want to use. But even people in their own company aren't using that right now. So we'll see how this goes. But the technology that they're developing is really cool. So eventually this will come down in cost and uh, be a little bit more affordable if you want to get into that something, something like that. And this might be a reason to do that if you're a gamer. So here's some other news that uh, you'll eventually have another way to access Xbox cloud gaming titles beyond consoles and PCs, tablets, and phones because Microsoft is working with Meta to bring the service to MetaQuest Store, which means it will be available on MetaQuest 2 headsets and perhaps even the MetaQuest Pro likely in the future. Now, Game Pass Ultimate subscriptions required to use X. Box Cloud Gaming, and uh, on the Medic Quest 2, you'll be able to play console games from the service on a giant virtual 2D screen, so you won't actually be playing VR versions of them. What's more, you won't need to use the Quest 2 controllers either. This is the cool part. You'll have an option to connect an Xbox controller to your Quest 2, so that's pretty slick. Microsoft and Meta haven't said exactly when the Xbox Cloud Gaming will be available on the headset, but uh, I will look forward to trying this because it seems like a pretty cool thing to me. All right. And uh, it, you know, things do look pretty damn good uh, in the uh, on the Quest Two, so uh, that's something to consider. And we had the first glimpse of EA Sports PGA Tour, and yes, that's the final title. Here is the latest. It's a brief but impressive look at EA Sports Next Simulation Golf Game. A teaser trailer released on Tuesday offered clips of what EA refers to as actual gameplay footage from Augusta National Golf Club. That's the home of the Masters Tournament, which will be featured exclusively in EA Sports PGA Tour, returning to the world of video games for the first time in a decade. So it will be accompanied in the game by three other major championships in men's professional golf, as well as uh, one of five majors in the Women's Pro Tour. As of now, EA has announced 11 courses for EA Sports PGA Tour and said that uh, the roster of playable golfers will include Jordan Spieth, winner of the 2015 Masters tournament who appears in the teaser trailer and it looks phenomenal 
Yeah, how did you ever get into like Tiger Woods golf back in the day from EA? Yeah, absolutely loved it, and then uh, you know didn't uh, didn't follow up and didn't play it, and then I tried 2K's uh, version, and well, it's fun. There's just not enough golf courses and things like that. That's why I'm like they they just don't have the majors and things like that in that game, which is why I think the EA Sports has got the edge here. But uh, we'll we'll see. I'll tell you this: the graphics are pretty damn cool. Well, they do have all of the majors in there except for the Masters. That was the only one that wasn't in the 2K21 that was released a little while ago that was available for free because I messed around in it as well and I actually thought, I mean, that's the one thing, even with 16 courses like, I mean, the the, the PGA one on, on 2K21 has, I think, something like 15. So it's not like a, a drastic number. I just felt like all golf games to me grow on me a lot slower than the other ones. If that makes sense, like I get tired of it faster when I'm playing it than other sports games, and I don't know why. But maybe it's just the the overall kind of like consistency. Same thing all the time, like a real game of golf. Yeah, it just gets it just gets a little bit tired to me faster than most games. But I do enjoy them from time to time. I find them relaxing. Yeah, they probably need a little more crossover action, like tin cup crossover. That'd be nice. Uh, how do you mean? I don't know. You just wanted to make a golf reference? Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. Mission accomplished. Or Beggar Vance. Morning after with Nick and Big J. You want to throw a caddy shack in there just for yeah, caddy shacks and threes? Get, some, get a little, uh, what is it, a groundhog in there? Fun. Yeah, there you go. How about we take a look inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. You see it when you go to the store. It is Halloween, Big J. The candy is out in full force. And if you want to really be scared, you may want to look at the prices. Because supply chain issues and everything else making everything more expensive this year, the price of candy has gone up 34% over last year. That's according to PayPal. All of your Halloween favorites, you're going to see the biggest price hike among Hershey's candy, which raised its prices 14% just in June alone. Nestle raised its prices by 9.8%, Mars by 7%. So if you're looking for the least expensive candy to pass out to trick-or-treaters, are you ready? Yeah. Three Musketeers. M&M's, Milky Way, and then Snickers, Twix, and Skittles. That's what you want to stick to if you're looking for the brand name candy. Those aren't bad. No, no, listen, you get any of those in your bag in your kit or your bucket or your pumpkin, you're happy. But, you know, you could also go full on, you know, generic and get like, you know, here's crunchy chocolate flavored chocolate nibs. And you're like, oh, no. Chocolate wafers. (laughs) Ah. Or just do what my uh, grandmother's neighbor always did, which was gave give away a small baggie full of pennies. Like you wanted to pawn off your loose change on us. Damn. I know. But it was money when we were kids, so I remember being like somewhat disappointed, but then I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then, you know, I would put it in the penny jug, never to be seen again. Braves beat the Phillies 3-0 last night to tie up their series 1-1, and the Padres beat the Dodgers 5-3 to even up that series of 1-1. AL on the docket tonight for their game twos. Well, uh, Raiders receiver Devontae Adams was cited by the Kansas City Municipal Court yesterday, misdemeanor assault for the bodily injury on that photographer who he pushed down on his way back into the locker room on Monday Night Football during their loss to the Chiefs. He appeared in court. He has to appear in court on November 10th. The photographer was reportedly treated to whiplash, headache, and a possible concussion. Uh, Adams has already apologized twice, but that still is bringing assault charges against him. So this isn't done by any stretch. We'll see where this ends up going. In the meantime, Adams is just kind of doing things as he's doing things, but he's got a month before he has to report to court. Big J, it looks like if you want to be cool, you've got to play pickleball. Are you interested? 
No. But I'm telling you what, man, it's the fastest growing sport in America. Yeah, in the it, world, actually. It's a pretty big deal. I mean, you may have noticed there's some pickleball courts that are popping up across the Treasure Valley. You know that big name celebrities like Tom Brady and LeBron James are now involved in celeb- in, in pickleball kind of professional leagues. And now, of course, just to make sure everybody is involved with it, there will be a celebrity version of a pickleball tournament called Pickled, which will be airing on CBS that you can watch your celebrity friends like, I don't know, Will Ferrell, Big J. Maybe even Louise Guzman, former guest of the morning after. Maybe uh, Tig Notaro, former guest of the morning after. Maybe June Diane Raphael, Big J, former guest of the morning after. Damn. All of these featured on a little show we like to call Pickled, which will air on November 17th. So there's a bunch of former guests involved in it and a bunch of people I've never heard of as well that qualify as celebrities. Do you know who Jamie Camel is? Nope. Do you know who John Michael Higgins is? Nope. All right. Well, then good. At least I'm not alone. That feels good to me. Uh, there's a <laughs> lot of other former guests in there that I didn't even get to, like Aisha Tyler and Paul Shear too. So oh, you damn. can check it out if you want. It'll be a two-hour special, and you can pickleball it up with all your friends and hopefully gamble on it on DraftKings. Not here in Idaho, of course. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock hour. <laughs> Don't private hell. The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. You ever see something and then go, I never in a billion years would think another person would do something like that as far as like a crime is concerned. So it's like the furthest thing from you. But when you realize that somebody did it, you go, there's probably not a lot of laws in the books for that. But that person should go away for a very, very long time. Well, I suppose, yeah. I mean, because it's one of those deals where I read the story and I'm like, somebody actually did that? And then I'm like, okay, ew. Like, ew. And then, like, how much time is this person going to get? And here's the good news, Big J. I've got some answers. It all started uh, in uh, early October of this particular year in Michigan when a family hired Kevin Van Leeuwen, who is 60 years old, and is a home inspector to come into their home and check out their house because they th- they were thinking about selling it. You know, it's something that you have to do. Make sure everything's on the up and up. And so you hire this company to bring somebody out to your house and they go through every nook and cranny and they expect everything and make sure that they give you a passing grade or whatever and it helps put together the, uh, the base price of your home. You understand? Yeah. And so uh, this gentleman came into the house and did basically a home inspection while the owners were out. And uh, apparently during the time of the home inspection, the home inspector that they hired was walking through one of the rooms, which were mostly empty, except for in one of the rooms in one of the closets, somebody had left behind a Tickle Me Elmo doll. You understand? Yeah. So this dude with nobody in the house, him just doing a home inspection, decided, hey, why don't I just go to town in this Elmo doll, man? What? Yeah, yeah. He started doing intimate and awful things with this Tickle Me Elmo doll Mm. in this house. How do we know this, Big J, is the question. Everything's got cameras. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yeah. And so this house had cameras set up in all the rooms, and they still had it on because they wanted to make sure as they were getting ready to sell it that there weren't any break-ins or any property damage or anything. So the basically the cam that they had set up in this house had caught the home inspector that they had hired making sweet and awful love to a Tickle Me Elmo dog. And of course, what they did immediately was call police and go, hey, not only did this happen, but we have footage of it happening 
and hey, what the hell? And so it's not like there's a law in the books for making sweet love to an Elmo doll. But damn it, now I'm thinking there should be because there's a certain yeah. amount of grossness that's involved in that that goes far beyond anything that I could ever explain to you. Number one, it's weird to begin with. Number two, you're in a foreign place. That's also strange. Number three, it is a children's toy, dude. What is going on? What has happened? Yeah, uh, you're right about that. I mean, and it, it, what about the dignity of the Elmo doll? Sure. Nobody's taking into account the dignity of the inanimate object until Big J brings it up. Thank you. What do we do? Send it to doll therapy? Yeah. And yeah, it'll probably be forever unclean. Or destroyed. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Man, all of a sudden it's the uh, your, blame, your victim blaming here. And so now we have to figure out what's going on. Now, that's the thing. There's not like a, a charge for you know, violating a children's toy, while well, there should be, all they could really charge him with was indecent exposure, even though nobody was there. Still, they're like, listen, this should be a crime. We need to charge him with something. Absolutely. This is not right. And so they did, and he was found guilty earlier this week. Uh, how much time in prison, Big J? Two years. That's exactly right. Boy, you know your indecent exposure yeah. charges. Don't ask why. Uh, he also got a $2,000 fine as well. But uh, hopefully this dude is shamed and never allowed to be a home inspector again. And also not around children or children's toys, if we're being perfectly honest. It all feels like it's just not okay at all. And thank goodness those cams were up. Otherwise, God knows. And then the, the other thing that crawls into your head is, okay, what else has he done? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that seems like the least of the uh, the criminal things that he could do with his creepiness. If you feel any better, he did apologize and say he was ashamed. So there's that. Oh, remorse. Yeah, sure. Or at least a, 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 a something facsimile of. Usually, well, at least he's not a sociopath. Well, I mean, usually they don't apologize. True. I also don't know how genuine it is. Sometimes it's a lot easier to apologize for things when you're caught red-handed, so to speak, or read something else. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story on the X Rocks. That is stained. It's been a while here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And agree or disagree, Big J, you'd have to look far and wide to find a couple of uh, guys in their mid-40s that are cooler than you and I are. Yeah, that's true. We have our fingers on the pulse of both our generation and the younger generations as well. Uh, for instance, we've talked about how our... <laughs> We have uh, very, very good emoji skills. Agree or disagree, Big J? I mean, I would say they're pretty solid. Yeah, I would agree. And and now listen, uh, I, I am not perfect at it. I feel like I'm getting better. A lot of times I use them as non sequiturs, but that's the kind of sense of humor that I have. But also, uh, you know, I think that we need to be aware that some of the emojis that we're using are considered to be uncouth by people that we may be texting that are younger than us. For instance, I've told you multiple times, stop texting me the eggplant emoji. You don't. But nonetheless, it is something that I want to verbalize once again. But we have a list of what is considered to be the least favorite emojis to receive from somebody on the other end. And I'm not sure you use this one a lot. Do you use the thumbs up emoji? Yeah. Okay. That's the least favorite by a landslide. It's dumb. Why? Uh, Why? They feel like it comes off as it's like uh, dismissive and it's not something that like garners an actual response. So you're just like, yeah, dude, thumbs up, whatever. They feel like it's a little bit more sarcastic than maybe you attend it to be. And sarcasm's tough to pick up in text anyway. So some of those emojis may very well be sarcastic. 
but when you get a thumbs up emoji you automatically go is that person like basically telling me to screw off or is that a legitimate like i agree with what you're saying and I think it depends on whatever conversation you're having, really. Generally, it means for me, like, hey, okay, I got it. <laughs> right, right. That usually means affirmative when it's coming from Big J. But uh, to other people, it may come off a different way. I'm just letting you know how your emojis could be perceived on the other end. The other ones they don't like, red love heart, which I tend to use from time to time. Uh, I should probably be more aware of that. The okay hand, do you use that one? Because um, I don't think I don't think I ever have. No. Uh, green check mark, I don't use. Nope. Smiling poo, do you use that one? The poo emoji? No, not really. Loud crying face, the monkey yeah. covering eyes. No. Clapping hands. Yes. Lipstick kiss mark. No. How about the grimacing face where they're like, you know, the teeth are out? No. Okay, I use that one from time to time, but apparently those are the ones that are on the least likely emojis to, to enjoy, and they don't want to come in their way. So try to mix up your emoji game a little bit to make sure everybody that you're texting feels good. You can practice on our text line if you want. <laughs> yes, we can get, yeah. You and I used to get in emoji wars and gift wars on Twitter all the time. Do you remember that? Yes. Well, more more often than not, it was Twitter. It was a Twitter thing. It was a Twitter thing. Uh, and but, then, and then I here's here's was my go to at the end was me uh, using a, a gif from some some show I don't watch just to make you upset. You would always roll out like a community gif to go. Or, 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 when I'm like, you don't even know that reference, man. Get the hell out of here. Uh, and you know that makes and me then, angry. As I hit send, I'm laughing hysterically. <laughs> and, and really, that's all emojis are to do is to make right. ourselves happy. So maybe you should care less what the other person on the other line thinks. You're just trying to send forth your message, right, Big J? Yeah, Screw I'm going to send you my favorite emoji oh, right now. Oh, please don't. Again, it's the eggplant emoji. No, it's not that one. Oh, the squirt emoji. Real mature, Big J. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your emoji update. <laughs> On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, there's a lot more available, but it's a little bit more expensive than it used to be to buy a house, Big J. Yeah? Uh, that's because the interest rate's gone up. It's hit uh, 6.81% on U.S. home loans, which is the highest level it's been since 2006. Now, of course, mortgage rates have doubled since the start of this year because the Fed is trying to fight inflation the best they can. The housing market now has cooled down significantly. Many areas that were popular during lockdown now seeing a lot fewer mortgage applications. So the volumes for both refinancing and home purchases have gone way, way down in the last couple of months and continue to fall further behind last year's record levels. So there are some concerns there in the real estate world and the economy world. But, you know, it is one of those deals where it's a different situation than when it was in 2000 and 2000, when the bubble burst, you know. It's one of those deals where then people were getting mortgages that could not realistically afford mortgages which caused the bubble to burst here the people that have the mortgages can afford them because they had such a crazy good deal when it happened now you may be paying a lot for your house then you, if you especially if you bought during lockdown here in the treasure valley then maybe it, it is questionably worth but the realistic times are if you bought your time your house during that time your mortgage payment is probably pretty sustainable for you and if you're locked Hopefully, in on an interest yeah. rate and it's not fluctuating like the uh interest rates have been and you're locked in like most mortgages are like if you bought with questionable credit it could be a different story but right now there's not like people that are losing their homes to foreclosure at a ridiculous rate because of it it's just a lot less people are buying new homes i'll put it that way yeah
because the interest rates are crazy and uh, also people aren't refinancing for that exact same thing. I refinanced during the lockdown, if you remember. Yeah, so did I. And so it was just one of those deals that made fiscal sense for me because the interest rates were so comically low that it was like it'd be silly not to. But now you're in a situation where you're like, boy, things had better be pretty interesting for me to consider that. Atlanta beat the Bra- beat the Phillies yesterday three to nothing. That series is tied one to nothing, one one, and the Padres beat the Dodgers five to three. That series also knotted up at one game apiece. The American League series have their game twos tonight. You also have a Thursday night football game, Big J. Catch the excitement! Oh God! Bears Commanders prime time, baby. I mean, ugh. And coming off of last week's disaster of a Thursday night football game, I feel like <laughs> this is what we deserve. But I do have to say, Amazon probably has to be banging their head against the wall, <laughs> considering some of these matchups and games they've had on Thursday night. They're like, man, we paid billions of dollars well, for this trash? Well, oh. Listen, since when are there great matchups on Thursday night that's, anyways? Well, that's exactly. It's almost well, like they so shouldn't they happen. Well, so they probably don't care about that. Well, I mean, you want to obviously bring people onto your streaming service. This is why you paid that ridiculous amount of money. So you're hoping that it's some for some reason, whatever it may be, that the NFL brings people to your app that aren't already there. I mean, who would go get Amazon Prime to get Prime just for a Thursday night football game. I bet you more than you think, man. Who? I want to talk to that person that's like, God, I'm desperate for that one game. That one game a week a night. Well, I mean, think about it. There's people that chase down that stuff for ESPN. For okay, but you have a, a Monday, ton Sunday night of football. options and games and things. That makes more sense to me. Well, no, Monday Night Football is only on one No, show. but you also have other college sports sure. and stuff like that. I mean, you're not... But let's say Peacock, w- for instance. This is one game. Or Peacock. NBC is only one NFL okay, game. Okay, yeah, but I mean, I don't know how many people are also doing that for that one specific thing. I did. It's the only reason why I got Peacock. Because because I couldn't, uh, I cannot access it using an HD antenna in my house because I live in a black hole. And so I can't get Channel 7 on HD um, using my antenna. So I had to get Peacock if I wanted to watch a Sunday night game. And of course I do. And so that's why I got it. And that's the only reason why I keep it. Because I think Peacock is well, actually you're, pretty but you're also And you're also getting uh, the flex game of which they're deciding, oh, hey, these are the best matchups. Sometimes. Sli- yeah, but more often than not, especially as you get later in the season. No, I understand. I, listen, I'm not saying it's a ridiculously high number, but I am saying that I bet you it, it's brought some people to, or at least some holdouts to Amazon for whatever reason. I'm not saying it's a, I, you know, it's the same thing with like Lord of the Rings. How many nerds have signed up for Amazon just to watch the new oh, Lord yeah, of the Rings? That's, a uh, couple. It's but a whole different a, lifestyle. But it's a passion for a particular extracurricular activity that brings us to things that we normally wouldn't do. And that's what Amazon is paying the money for because they already have people like you and me. What they're paying the money for is additional subscribers. They're hoping. I'm not sure it's going to work out to the tune of $2 billion, especially with matchups like we have tonight, but it's a thing. Big J, you can lay your head on your pillow at night and rest easy. TJ Miller and Ryan Reynolds have made up. Thank God. Uh, there was a tour that was uh, getting pretty popular with TJ Miller saying that he's pretty sure that Ryan Reynolds hates him and that they will never work together again because it was pretty uh, un... Uh, I, guess, I guess there wasn't any friendships on the Deadpool 2 set is what it came down to. And now with Deadpool 3 on the horizon, you're like, well, how can we do that without TJ Miller? And the answer would be probably pretty easily. But the good news is they have wrapped up and they have made up. So both of them have shaked hands and everything's okay. I also thought TJ got canceled. 
Well, he got canceled technically before Deadpool 2, but he was still around for that one. So even though he's not in a whole lot of things outside of it, he's still touring and doing comedy. So he didn't really get canceled as much as he got fired from Silicon Valley for being a dick, I think is what it boils down to. So now he's got to figure things out, and he and Ryan Reynolds are getting along just fine. So he might just pop up in Deadpool It is interesting. It's not like Ryan Reynolds called him. He emailed him. Yeah, not even text that. Email. Hey, buddy, we're cool. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, man. And you know what? Uh, our friends in I Prevail and Pierce the Veil coming to town. They're going to play at the Rep Center November 1st. And let me tell you, show is sold out. You can get tickets on the, uh, the, the actual... Uh, like uh, Ticketmaster when you try to rebuy them from people. Other than that, you get them from us right now. Here, we'll get you a pair for free if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Is Whitechapel on that show as well? Is that the one they're on? No, no, that was with trivia. No, I was confused. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Uh, just so you know, I've got a couple of Hugh Jackman questions left over from yesterday. Huge Jackman. We'll get into that, and then if Big J passes that first hurdle, then we will get into the world of candy. Big J, are you prepared? I'm always prepared for candy. I got diabetes. <laughs> the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello. Hi, what's your name? Will. All right, Will, you're up first. Will, Hugh Jackman played a man with testicles growing on his chin in what really bad comedy? Was it called The Greatest Showman, Movie 43, or Swordfish? Uh, Swordfish. No. <laughs> Come on, man. That was a good movie. Swordfish or... Mo- Swordfish. Okay. Yeah, also not a comedy, to making sure we're clear. Hello, The X. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Hugh Jackman played a man with testicles growing on his chin in what really bad comedy? The Greatest Showman, Movie 43, or Swordfish? Uh, I'm going to say Swordfish. What is wrong with you people? Swordfish is on Netflix. You should watch it. Big J's right. It's a little it's a little bit out there, but it's fun and it's a good movie. And John Travolta plays a great bad guy. Halle Berry? That's all I gotta say. Halle Berry. I don't wanna say any more than that, but I don't think you have to. Message received. Hello, the X. Hi. Hi. Hugh Jackman played a man with testicles growing on his chin in what really bad comedy? Was it called The Greatest Showman, Movie 43, or Swordfish? Movie 43. You got it. Right. Thank you. Movie Thank 43 you. is correct. I was going to flip a table. Or we don't even have one in here. Big J. Yeah, <laughs> flip over the Coors Light table. They'd love that. Uh, Big J, what Broadway musical did Hugh Jackman just revive on the big Broadway stage? Is it Mamma Mia, The Music Man, or Oklahoma? I'm going to go with Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Wrong. No, he did sorry. Oklahoma? No. Wrong. Wait, oh, the Mamma Mia one was separate? The, there was... There's always three choices. So what was the other one? I don't know. You just tuned you, it out? You did no, or you put them together in the first no. two. I thought that Mama they were Mamma Mia, The Music Man, or Oklahoma. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought Mamma Mia, The Music Man was all one title. It's The Music Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that it is. No, Mamma Mia is very different. I thought it was one title. I'm sorry. No, you've, well, you've known the movie Mamma Mia, right? Even though you may not I've have seen it. Seen it it's no. got, you know, pretty big names in it, and it's about ABBA. Anyway, uh, the point is, congratulations. You got uh, tickets to go check out I Prevail. They're sold-out show at the Rev Center coming up on November 1st. 
Congratulations. Uh, Big J needs to brush up on some Hugh Jackman knowledge before Deadpool Re-ask 3. Ask me about musical garbage. Well, I did give you choices. Ask me a real Hugh Jackman question. I did yesterday. You got that one wrong, too. What was it? Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We got headlines next on the X-Rocks. News. You have our word on it. For whatever that's worth. It's Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows. Likely story. Seems culty. And come on. Seems culty. Uh, I don't know about how, I guess, really huge fans, people that use eBay all the time are. Like, I mean, to the point where they're, like, incredibly loyal to it. And whenever anybody says anything bad, they get super upset about it. Uh, as a matter of fact, a couple of eBay fans are in some hot water for allegedly harassing a couple that published unflattering eBay coverage in their newsletter. What the hell? David and Ina Steiner are creators of the e-commerce Bites newsletter, reportedly received live spiders, a bloody pig mask, and a funeral wreath at their Massachusetts home after their content angered a couple of eBay fans. A number of former eBay employees apparently are named in the scheme as well. At one point, authorities say that James Bond and David Harville went to the couple's home in an attempt to put a GPS tracker on their car yeah. to try to convince them to stop saying bad things about eBay online, which is, like, insane. Or they'll kill them. That's weird. Right? I, I made that part up. I mean, who likes eBay that much, whether they employ you or not? That would chase down a couple of small e-newsletter writers in Massachusetts. Yeah, what a couple of lunatics, man. (laughs) I've used eBay before uh, a couple of times. Haven't for a while. But, like, I I cannot say my experience was so over the moon or so terrible that it inspired me to have any kind of feelings about the website. But apparently people do. You use eBay on the regular? Are you that passionate? I mean... Uh, no, I, I'm not, but uh, the wife, she uh, she does like eBay. You think she would start chasing people down if they said bad things? No, no, that's... Just making sure. It's probably what these guys' wives said. Likely story or come on? Likely story. Are you looking for love, Big J, nope. in space? Yes. A Japanese woman it changed because it was out of the planetary orbit? Yep. A Japanese woman recently contacted authorities because she realized she was being scammed by a fake astronaut who claimed he needed a bunch of money in order to return to Earth. <laughs> what? No! This can't be possible! Before notifying the police, the love-struck woman did send the man $30,000 in order to get him back to Earth. And apparently, this is the first time this dude has tried and succeeded at this scam, which is like, huh? He, is he send pictures? Like, he has to be super handsome. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But another woman claims she was also con- contacted by an astronaut, but she ended the relationship before sending her money to the moon. So remember, it, it, just be careful meeting people online, especially if they claim to be astronauts stuck in space and they need your help getting home. All right, what's going on in the in the scam room where they're like, all right, the Prince thing is over, the Prince of Nigeria, that's done. What's something else we can do? I'm like, hey, how about I'll pretend to be an astronaut stuck in space who can't get back without your money? And everybody says, no way in hell that works. Oh, yeah. No way. Watch me. <laughs> And sure enough, it does. Guys, just don't don't send people money. You don't know who they are. Please, please, everybody, in love or otherwise.
Good Lord. Wrap it up with Come On. An influencer on TikTok named Quimlin Blackwell is asking for some help because she accidentally purchased a couch for $100,000. The TikToker said she entered her card details as a joke. You know, the ultimate funny joke, Big Jake. <laughs> Entering in your credit card information. And then she was ultimately charged for the furniture. The 21-year-old posted a video of herself crying and then asking people for help. The video has over 5.3 million viewers, but now there's a GoFundMe set up to help her. I say, sorry. Listen, man, you're on she your own. She knew the risks. Yeah. I'm not helping you pay for a $100,000 couch. Number one, that's not cool. Number two, how do you learn? You know? That's, that's a mistake I promise you you'll never make again. I tell you what, man. And if you get bailed out, that's a bad idea. Also, it's very possible to cancel any purchase you make and get a refund on it. There's no such thing as an, a non-refundable $100,000 couch. I'm not buying it. So, good luck in that endeavor. And good luck, TikTokers, helping around. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> Beastie Boys and Sabotage here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And let's do it, Big J. Let's talk about vacation hotspots. Yeah, not uh, just vacation hotspots, but, you know, themed spots that uh, happen during this holiday time. So we've got Halloween coming up here and uh, an interesting uh, spot opened up in in Portland, Oregon. So uh, they have uh, recreated the headquarters of Ghostbusters. Okay, yeah. uh, and turn that into um, a, uh, a getaway from uh, vac- uh, it's called uh, um, Vacasa, so it's like vacation casa, right? Vacasa, and basically it's um, they've got they're offering a few nights uh, here later this month for guests, and it's uh, looks like just like the Ghostbusters themed uh, firehouse, though it's not as tall as the one in New York City. Uh, it's a two-bedroom, three-story accommodation. Includes rec- recreations of the original set. Details like the proton packs. The, I mean, it looks like a museum piece. Like when you go in there, like if you've ever been to, you know, uh, just movie set museums and those sort of things. It's incredible. <laughs> it looks great, and uh, it's even got Janine's desk, and it's just uh, really, really cool. But it's available, and we'll uh, start bookings on um, for uh, October 28th to the 31st. And it's pretty reasonable to get in there, and um, only twenty-one bucks. Wait a second, what? Yeah, it's twenty-one dollars a night. Yeah, that'll sell out instantly. Yeah, it's gonna sell out when it goes on, and it's uh, it's obviously o- only for a limited time, which sucks. Uh, but uh, this is the kind of thing I wish they had more often uh, open up because it looks pretty cool, man. I mean, I can understand why you would do it for Halloween. That makes sense to me. And, you know, on, on like a local level, have you done like the theme stuff? Like, have you spent the night at the Anniversary Inn or anything like that? No. You haven't? No. Uh, well, So you haven't done any like romantic like getaway adventures in like another land kind of a thing? In another land? Well, you know, like where you, you, you buy into whatever surroundings you're in. Oh, like you the mean the rooms. theme? The theme. Yeah. yeah, no. No. It's not something that you would enjoy? Or maybe you would. He sounds like you want to do the Ghostbusters thing. Yeah, no, for a vacation getaway? Yeah, totally. Not for a romantic weekend, you're saying? Well, yeah, okay. Again, that's a vacation getaway. I suppose. But, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, like, if you're going to the Ghostbusters recreation of the set, it's not so that you can get the romantic getaway, unless the Mrs. or Mr.'s really into Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, and then that's another level of weirdness. <laughs> It's a whole whole other kink that we haven't discovered yet, but I'm sure it's out there somewhere. So you can enjoy that on your own time, I suppose. But if there was a Mystery Science Theater 3000 room, 
See, I mean, or like vacation but spot. I don't know anybody would care. Like, I no, mean, but you sure. But like, I, I mean, like, would you stay there? Would you no, want to stay there? No, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I think that would be like a little bit too much. Like, you know, I, I enjoy things, but I don't need to be surrounded by them. At, at every turn, I guess, is my point. Like, I mean, maybe if I could take a tour of, like, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 set in uh, L.A. where they're doing it, I would do that. But if they're like, hey, you can you can spend a night in what is, like, the Satellite of Love for $21, I might go, uh, I don't know. I don't, think I, I don't think I would enjoy that as much as I think. Uh, would you do, like, well, we talked about the James Bond bar that you were interested in for a little bit. Well, I mean, that, yeah, that place was... Uh... I mean, I think in, uh, like, uh, Austria. But it's also different than spending a night in a particular location and pretending you're immersed in this fantasy, which yeah. I think is supposed to be part of the fun. But also different for Halloween, too. Do you know what I mean? That makes sense. What do they do when it's not Halloween, I guess? I mean, they do all this trouble to make it a Ghostbuster house. I bet you they could rent that thing out year-round. Yeah, yeah, I, I have no for? idea. Weirdos? But you may want to check it out. I'm guessing Big J's right. It's probably going to go fast. Uh, the amenities include parking. So they got parking available. Whoa. Uh, they've got proton charging. <laughs> what does uh, that mean? And internet. They got snacks. Aurora scanning. What is that? I don't know. They're all things related to Ghostbusters. That well, might be from the latest. Not the parking, per se. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your bad impressions. They're next on the X Rocks. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. And we got some prog metal coming to town. Animals as leaders at the Knitting Factory on the 24th. We'll get you set up with these tickets if you can figure out Bad Impressions today. If you would like to go, now would be the time to pick up your phone and call us. 208-287-1003. Always our number. And you have to figure out Big J's bad impression in order to pull this off, which is to say Big J will have three clues for you. They all will point to somebody pretty famous. If you, as a contestant, can figure out who that famous person is, look at you, man, rocking and rolling at a show on the 24th. Let's go to the phones. Hello, The X. What's going on? How you doing, brother? How are you up into uh, good things so far today? Uh, driving. All right. We like it very much, well, man. Be safe. Be good safe. luck. I didn't even think Top Gun Maverick would make make so much dang money. Uh, Tom Cruise. There you go. Oh, it's Tom Cruise right out the gate. Good job, man. All you need is one. Hang on one second. Did you have two other clues prepared or not? Yeah. Uh, I don't just do my own stunts on Earth. I do them in space. And I, I that's you know, I, that was the end of my clues. Okay, so I figured we'd be good there. Uh, and uh, why is Tom Cruise in the news? Yeah, I mean, uh, this, uh, the last couple of days has been. I uh, haven't had a chance to get to this, but uh, Tom Cruise is for sure going into space. Going to be doing a spacewalk for a movie that he and Doug Liman are going to be doing together for Universal Pictures. And so uh, they're collaborating with NASA and SpaceX to be able to do this. And so he's going to do a spacewalk. Uh, apparently, it will uh, be part of. The the, uh, something that has to be done uh, for this movie, and uh, that that is very interesting. And you know what? Why not? Forgive my ignorance. What what is a spacewalk? What does it entail? Uh, What's well, more space floating? I think. I see. But so it's just basically space, you are out, out outside out of, of the, the spacecraft okay. or the ISS uh, space station. So it's a real gravity situation, is what we're looking at here. Yeah. And they need something for the film that they figured they, I mean, the only way they could duplicate like, it. You know, we can't do this in the the, the modern technologies that we have. 
Tom, you have to. Get, I'm sure he's the one pushing for oh, this. Absolutely. Uh, but you know, when when he said that, I mean, look, uh, all the stuff that they went through to be able to do the uh, the stunts for uh, Top Gun Maverick really paid off because that's one of the things where people were like, "Damn, this looks great," and it made a crap ton of money. So why not uh, send him to space? And we'll see. You know, uh, Doug Liman and uh, Tom Cruise have, have collaborated on a few pictures, Edge of Tomorrow, which is great, and then American Made as well. So uh, we'll see what goes on here all right morning after with nick and big j there's your bad impressions we wrap up the show here next on the x rocks hailstorm wicked ways here on the morning after with nick and big j wrapping things up for this morning and we were all over the map man we had talk of emojis we talked about airbnbs we talked about violating elmo dolls god all sorts of crazy bleep on the agenda for today we also gave away another code word at 9 o'clock. More chances to get qualified for the Inflation Retaliation $1,000 daily giveaway happening at 11, 1, 3, and 5. So keep listening to the X for those. Leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, uh, Audio Slave song, Like a Stone, their video just hit 1 billion views on YouTube. Oh my God, how will they celebrate, Big J? They get a special plaque. Nice, it's a lot of uh it's a lot of people looking at stuff. Who do you think? Does the whole band get the plaque, or is it just delivered to one particular person? Is like going like Tom Morello's wall or something? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I do not know. I've never had anything, you know. What video do you have that been a part of that's got the most views? Um, I mean, the Boba Flex video, I suppose. Very being through guns on. Did we? Were you supposed to get something when it got to a million? Because it's over that. Don't they yeah, just sell I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that? we didn't get nothing. Get they jacked. probably sent it to Scripps headquarters in Cincinnati. All oh, those jerks. Man, did they give us... You think they, they bought us just for that plaque and then sold us off just to get rid of it? Yeah, that's it. I knew it. I kind of told you that was going to be the case. Yeah, you did. Morning after... Wasted that leadership practice <laughs> stuff on me. With Nick and Big J. Hey, we got two great trips to Cincinnati out of the deal. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow. Jason Drew is coming up next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.